welcome to Inuskin Podcast. I'm happy to introduce you one of my good friends, Azel Mead, a famous UK illustrator, a feminist activist. So thank you, Azel, to be my guest on Inuskin Podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. When was the first time you became aware of how others may see you? Hmm. So just to give everyone a little bit of context, um, I'm half English and half Sri Lankan. So I've got a light brown skin and dark hair. And I grew up in an all white village. Um, and me and my sister were the only um, people of color really mm -hmm. around. So I think this was when I became aware that, okay, I'm not like everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And even the media and the films that we'd watch, lots of Disney films, um, and I loved Sleeping Beauty, who has white skin and blonde hair, mm -hmm. uh, play with dolls with, that were white. Um, and so I think I internalized this yeah. uh, notion of, I'm not like everyone else. Mm. And no one ever really said that, but it was sort of the elephant in the room that I looked different. Yes, yes. And yeah, I think that was when um, I became really self-conscious of the color of my skin and I didn't want to be bullied because, um, because of my differences. So I would um, make myself quieter at school yeah. and I'd be friendly to everyone just so that... Um, I fitted in. Yeah, like everybody likes you and they don't really see your difference. But do exactly. you, would you really say, like, do you have a shock when you first came to the school or like it was like, will you feel like traumatized about it? Or like, because you knew uh, the way you should behave, it was a not, not a, like not a big deal. Um, it wasn't really a shock because I think, I'd never been surrounded with anyone that looked mm -hmm. like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it was just a kind of continuation of, you know, preschool and then mm -hmm. school and secondary school. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, but I was sort of painfully aware of my differences and I would oh, wish that I wasn't that different. And it took me a, a while. And I think it was school I became a bit more confident in myself but it was university where I really came into my own. Oh and so how was your self-image challenge during the transition to your adolescence to your adulthoods? Oh in um, such a more healthy way I think um, the relationship I have with myself now. Um, so coming from that all-white village Uh, I went to Coventry University okay. when I was older and I don't know if you know Coventry but it's a really multicultural city, uh, a hub of um, different cultures, different races um, and I think I just relaxed into my skin a bit more because I didn't stick out because no one really stuck out as being yeah. different because everyone was different. There was something really lovely about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt more com comfortable in um, in myself. And like getting more peace, will you say? 
like more peaceful yeah definitely definitely Mm -hmm. um that was a big part of my self-discovery feeling more confident in myself um feeling more at peace with myself uh describe a day that you will have to get ready for a rendezvous that that all of the ritual you will make it to feel empowered and beautiful Mm, this is a great question Uh, (laughs) i think uh the way i feel beautiful the most beautiful uh, is actually when i surround myself with really inspiring women and Mm. um women who push me and um and compliment me and we just kind of build each other up and we sort of share our same energy a similar energy and I know we have that connection and we'll go for coffee and um, we'll just talk about our businesses and we'll sort of inspire each other and we lift each other up together and I think that's um, there's something really beautiful in that uh, so I'd probably say I'd, um, I'd arrange a date with um, one of my girlfriends and we'd go out yeah about things uh, and I'd definitely um, I'd make sure I wear something that makes me feel feel fabulous. So yeah. uh, it'd be something quite colourful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something that brings me joy when I when I look at it as well. Okay, cool. So, who are your beauty role models? Um, this is uh, sort of an alternative one I don't know if anyone um, listening knows Molly Crabapple but she is one of my favorite artists in fact she is my favorite artist okay her style is just stunning and she wears clothes that are really cool and a little bit sexy and this is kind of what I aspire to like I love wearing you know pattern tights or something really interesting Um, and she's just so confident in who she is as well and I think that I think that enhances beauty as well when someone just has that confidence and it's something that um it's something that I was lacking for a long time and I'm slowly discovering it like you will say like she inspired you and then she's like your model of course but would you say that now um she kind of give you that confidence like this feminine confidence that or you had it you had it before so with um all my kind of insecurities i think that also held back my exploration of my femininity like i would be someone that would just want to blend into the background uh, uh, because i felt i didn't in um so yeah i just wanted to blend in and then becoming more confident in my skin, I think that led to me also discovering my femininity and actually it was okay to um, to stand out a little bit in terms of like what I wore or maybe I'd wear some makeup and um, that was something that was uh, really fun to play with as oh. well. How do you feel about plastic surgery and aesthetic adjustment? Um, I think it's a shame it needs to exist um but i understand why it does and i think women especially people of all genders um but recently 
or maybe in the last 10 years or so in the media, maybe longer. Yes. Uh, have just been subjected to this awful scrutiny of their bodies and their appearance. And I remember I'd just uh, be in a shop and I'd see all these magazines and the front page of everything was, uh, look at this little bit of cellulite or look how badly this person has aged or look at this before and after. And it was just horrible uh, to witness. And I think we as women um, embody that as well. Mm. We absorb that information that we're being given. Um, and it, it creates insecurities. Yeah. It does. And um, so I think maybe that's been the cause of the rise in plastic surgery and aesthetic enhancement. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not against plastic surgery. And I think it should be up to people to make their own decisions for their bodies and yep. it's up to everyone else not to comment on other people's bodies because it's not anyone else's place so what role has age play in your self-image even if you're really young <laughs> but can you tell me what role age has played with your self-image um age it's a funny one age because i think um When you're younger, when you're uh, sort of, I don't know, 10, 12, 14, 16, you always keep thinking, I want to be older. I can't wait till I'm older and I have more um, responsibility and freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then I found as um, I've got a bit older, I mean, I'm not that old, I'm only 25. But I have found myself um, looking back and thinking, oh, why did I wish that part of my life away? Yes. That was a really special part of my life. Or even with uh, my family, um, like, oh, I should really cherish time with family. Mm-hmm. Because I think one thing in the pandemic is that um, I've noticed, I haven't seen people in a while, and then I mm-hmm. would see them again, like just over a call or something. and yes. I notice oh this person has visibly aged yeah. not in a negative way but it just reminds mm-hmm. me that you know we're all aging all the time yeah. and we're sort of getting in a horrible morbid way but we're all yeah no, um, I understand closer, we're getting closer to death yeah it's it's on my mind a lot mm. probably because of the pandemic as well and people mm. dying and it's just really reminded me of how important it is to spend time with loved ones you 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 love and um and don't resting time and don't overthinking about the future but just living the the present exactly maybe not being so much um work driven Mm. Um, yeah still still retaining that need to work (laughs) (laughs) i know you're related i see what you mean (laughs) But just to, just to find more balance. And I think a lot of people have found that um, through the last year or so. It's been a good time to recalibrate what's important. Yeah. Fab- definitely. So do you have any complex or speci- specific anger? Uh, 
oh I know we talked about this before yeah. uh, and it's it's gone now mm-hmm. um, but last year um, I suffered from some hormonal acne which is something I'd never experienced before mm-hmm. uh, and it also made me realize that how much I took for granted my clear skin before I'd have the odd spot but nothing like this and it made me so self-conscious and you know I didn't want to take pictures of myself um I was just constantly trying to find a a cure or something and then that's when I discovered skincare as well thanks to you Um, but as of now, not really, actually. Um, yeah, I'm just appreciating my skin and better. So yeah, oh, it's so much better now. <laughs> the odd spot, but nothing like last year. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's um, been a year of trying to be grateful for what I do have. So mm-hmm. I was also thinking, okay, what else am I taking for granted right now? Like my good eyesight or. Um, my my hands I don't have arthritis mm-hmm. at the moment um but I draw a lot um so maybe I will one day so it's made me think of oh perhaps I should you know take care of my body <laughs> yeah true. like be, being focused too much about work and stuff and we just forget the essential that we are the, the main tool that we use for work it's our body <laughs> yeah. and if you don't take care of it it's just uh nothing will works so yeah really really interesting uh can you describe an embarrassing faux pas that you made as an attempt to define yourself hmm. <laughs> embarrassing faux pas i don't know whether it was an attempt to define myself but <laughs> <laughs> i think actually going back to femininity this was um when i was maybe 13 or 14 and I was trying to suppress my femininity because mm-hmm. I was coming of age and I wasn't comfortable with it. Um, okay. I was slowly becoming a woman and mm. I don't know whether consciously or subconsciously I was doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to suppress this femininity and trying to, you know, blend into the background. Mm. But I suddenly started buying all these lumberjack shirts. Okay. <laughs> this lumberjack shirt face yeah. i thought it was really cool <laughs> <laughs> for how long did that did that period t- like last uh maybe a year maybe a uh, year i mean it's you know we and fashion is never for pas you're so sometimes you're too in advance or too late but it's not never for pas <laughs> uh, if, if they make a comeback um, another phase I went through is again in school I was trying to find ways to be quirky and cool I think and so I decided to play around with my parting uh, in my hair all the time so I'd come to school with this zigzaggy parting I think okay yeah I see cool. <laughs> but I mean I, I didn't have like your kind of hair but I remember my sister she did it I mean, like it was the it was fashion at the time, no? I think oh, so. Yeah, maybe. It was maybe. a moment. I mean, like you're way younger than my sister because you have like you're ten, ten years younger than my sister. But 
um, I kind of think that when you are in high school, it's a kind of uh, cool, you know, kind of things you try at least, you know, things funny with your hair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hazel, for sharing these wonderful tips of life. That was the Inner Skin Podcast. Thanks for listening.